0: The
1: Longbox Crusade presents G.I. Joe Chronicles The Devil's Dune Years.
0: Welcome to G.I. Joe Chronicles, the Devil's Due Years. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, codenamed DJ Christatos. And joining me, as always, is my battle buddy in this operation, Jarrett Albrick, the yard sale artist, codenamed Death Probe.
1: At ease, DJ Christatos. And all the green shirts tuning in for this podcast, I want to welcome you all to Fort Longbox. We appreciate you tuning in to talk some post-2000 G.I. Joe comics with us as we chronicle our way through the Devil's Do Run. On this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, DJ Christados and I are going to rotate in a special ops guest for the show. And for this episode, our special ops guest is Delvin Williams, codename Dark Web. Welcome to Fort Longbox, Delvin. Room and huh! (laughs)
2: That's right. Stand up straight. Got a major walking into the room. Okay that is major jackass <laughs> that's on my retiree
1: <laughs> who wrote this on my retiree id it,
2: it was like it's like oh four and then like a picture of a donkey like that is unnecessary i still get paid right okay you can have it there it's
1: good now delvin brings up a great point he technically outranks me i left as oh, yeah. a captain and delvin got promoted to major before he left so Ooh. that's my life that's the life i'm leading <laughs> so, the rank was jason know. jason i believe got out as a sergeant first class okay so. jason also worked on the guidances. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh well with that out of the way that was the part of the show where we debrief our new recruit Darkweb, this will be interesting because you don't have a ton of experience here, but I'm interested in your answers. You have two questions. The first one is, what is your origin story with G.I. Joe? And your second one is to name three of your favorite Joes or Cobras. We'll get to that second one in a minute, but I imagine your origin story is a bit different than most guests we have. So what's your origin story with G.I. Joe?
2: That's true.
1: Somehow, as I found out, I've just missed a
2: major portion of my childhood since we're doing this live. The Toronto cop has chastised me severely for not having G.I. Joe as a part of my childhood, but in fairness, in fairness, I did watch plenty of the cartoon. Mm. So, I mean, come on, I'm not that bereft. Of oh, okay,
0: things. how much of the cartoon have you watched?
2: I'd say a decent amount of if it. If someone I was are... to
0: get captured, who would it be? Uh huh. Okay, so you don't know nothing. No. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I I didn't know that there was like a test to pass.
0: The correct answer was Duke, and thanks for
1: being on the show, (laughs) Well, So actually your origin story is the cartoon. That's how you know Joe. That is. There we go. That is how I know Joe. I did
2: not pick up the comic book as, I'm sure you know, big time fan of the Transformers. Did collect the comic book there. I was aware that there was a G.I. Joe comic book. I just didn't read
1: it. All right. So your three favorite Joes or Cobras, your three favorite characters. You don't have a depth there, but I'm sure you had some you liked on the cartoon and maybe you have picked up a couple in the few issues you've read. Who do you like? Well, from what I've been told,
2: it's not so much the depth, but the width matters. Well, no, we're talking about a different thing. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, So that's a good question. Looking back, Snake Eyes is cool. Mm -hmm. His whole dynamic of being the cool silent ninja, that's pretty cool. I like Cobra Commander only because he was so good at being just sniveling and (laughs) weaselly. You definitely love to hate him. And and that voice, isn't his voice the same as Starscream? Correct.
1: That's
0: right. It is the same voice actor. Yep.
2: It's clear that he was kind of channeling that same energy with Mm -hmm. Cobra Commander and Starscream. So there is Cobra Commander. And I remember when they brought about the rise of Serpentor, which was really interesting and cool. And they made him edgy because he had that serpent arrow that like fatally wounded, not fatally, but mortally wounded Duke, I believe
0: it was. was
1: supposed to be fatal in the original draft of the script, but they changed it because after they killed Optimus Prime in the Transformers movie, that didn't go over well. So are like, we better not kill Duke.
2: Maybe we shouldn't stomp on people's childhoods. Maybe that's
1: not a good idea. <laughs> oh, look at that. Just if you're listening to the podcast right now, we're actually recording this live on YouTube with some Crusaders Club members. You two could join for as little as a dollar a month to be in on this. And Bob Buster dropped us a little trivia. He said, Chris Latta. Chris Lata is the name of the guy who voiced both Starscream and Cobra Commander. Thanks, Bob. I never knew that name.
0: That is awesome bit of trivia. That's a lot of trivia. I just knew him as one or the other. <laughs> if I was watching Joe, it would say, oh, that's the guy, the guy who does Starscream. And if <laughs> I was watching Transformers, I'm like, oh, that's the guy who does Cobra Commander. <laughs> it's a circular.
1: Yeah. Thing. So you're going with Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, and Serpentor? Yes. Serpentor? Right. No, Ser- Serpentor is something to call him. <laughs> <laughs> Those are. Speaking of the khakis. <laughs> 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 i liked it better when it wasn't as peppy oh, that's very funny uh,
0: that was a good one
1: well speaking of pat and his good ones it's time for me to turn the show back over to dj Cristados for this episode's intelligence
0: report for this mission we'll be covering gi joe number three published by image Got a cover date of 2002. On sale date was January 2nd, 2002. Editor was Scott Worley. Writer is Josh Blaylock. Penciler, Steve Kurth. Anchor is John Larder. And colorist is Hi-Fi Color Design slash Brian Miller. Letterer is Robin Spear. And cover art goes to Jeff Scott Campbell. And it's mm, mm, hmm good And speaking of the cover, Death Pro, please take us through the cover description. Can do. Take cover!
1: All right, this time the image eye is back to its military OD green, which is the way I prefer it, by the way. And the main action is all Zartan. He's racing his chameleon swamp skier through the swamp as bullets zip by him. Zartan is definitely on the run, but looking
0: menacing as ever. Back to you, Pat. So, what do you guys think of the cover? Let's start with our major himself, Delvin Williams.
2: So, talk to me about this thing that he's writing, the Chameleon Swamp Skier. What
1: questions do you have?
2: <laughs> I just think that it's kind of funny that you know it has his the drag knots and it looks like something that like a child would draw on it, like
1: saying "Yay, I'm tough."
2: <laughs> he's in a brandy tattoo.
1: He's, no. <laughs> he's into branding like Batman is. He's just not as good at it.
2: Because <laughs> Zartan, tough guy, absolutely. I'm sure the Dreadnoughts, as we saw in the book, we saw that they were feared. But just something about that logo and the two logos on the side of that watercraft just made it look not as fearsome, I guess. don't mm. um, Overall, the cover is good. I do like it. It showed that Zartan was in the middle of some pretty intense action. I do dig it, and I dig J. Scott Campbell in general, so I'm not surprised that I dig the car. What do you think, Pat?
0: Well, Delvin, I'm glad you asked. That vehicle is kind of Zartan's... I believe that came with his figure, didn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, when he first became available, he was only available with
0: the Chameleon Swamp Skier, oh, yeah. which I had. It's kind of like a four wheeler, but for swamps, right?
1: <laughs> it's more like a jet ski.
0: Yeah,
1: or because doesn't there. have any. It doesn't have any wheels that I remember. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, that's true. But it's doesn't more like any. a jet ski. Yeah, I agree on the cover. I like the lasers that are being shot at him, and the coloring that's done on this one. It really pops those lasers. You know, he looks a little older and as we read through this series it is the Joes and the Cobras a lot older looking. So he looks a little grisly in the mouth area there. Got a Popeye look. Yeah. Sergeant Slaughter. But still print, you know, like Delvin said, kind of menacing. Um, he's definitely someone you don't want to mess around with.
2: It's funny that you mentioned the lasers, very much so like the G.I. Joe cartoon. None of them are hitting anything.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm mm-hmm.
1: Uh Jared what do you think about the cover I like that Zartan gets some spotlight almost literally which brings me to my favorite thing of the cover I like the lighting effect that they've done as he's going Mm. through the swamp as you can see the light sort of breaking in through the trees it's my favorite thing about it aside from the intense moment of it all It, it feels intense I think it's well drawn I do think Delvin's kind of right. I mean, I just, I think, Pat, you and I just associate the the Swamp Skier with Zartan, so it automatically gets a pass. But if I step back and look at it as a new observer, it does kind of look like a kid's toy that he'd be, <laughs> he'd be riding around mm-hmm. for fun. So that's, I think that's fair.
0: I was just looking through, I'm like, you know what, does it really have anything to do with the story? And I think there's like a page and that's it.
1: Yeah, not a ton. It's it's more yeah. like dreadnoks on the run Yeah, is the vibe. And there is a little of that.
0: All right. Well, let's find out how you would rate this cover on a scale of 1 to 10 flag points. 1 meaning you didn't like it at all and 10 meaning it's perfect and you should make a recruiting poster out of it. Delvin, 1 through 10.
2: I'll give it a 7. Good cover. I like the action involved in it. It would be awesome if there was maybe a gatefold cover and you could see what it was that was Eight. shooting at him Ooh, from the yeah, other that side. Would be nice. That would have been really, really cool. But I do like the cover.
1: Cheers. I think I'm going to agree with Delvin. I feel like this one's a seven. You know, I gave cover one a 10, cover two a 10. This one was a little step down. I can't put my finger on exactly why. I still like Zartan. I still like the way it's set up. Seven's very respectable, and I'm sticking with my seven. Pat, I feel like you've got a higher score to give.
0: You know, I do. I'm just going to bump it up by one and go with an eight on it. You know, it's J. Scott Campbell. I really like his drawing. And I I think for me what does it is the laser lighting, the coloring on it. And when you Mm -hmm. mentioned how that light kind of trickles through the swampy forest here, Mm -hmm. I like that as well, too. I think just the coloring... How it's done is really neat.
1: You know, it's funny because like when we say 10, like we said in our description, like we, we make a military joke and make a recruiting poster out of it, basically make a poster out of it. Mm-hmm. I think if I was a big Zartan guy, Oh, yeah. This would probably be a ten. But I'm just, you know, I'm about a 7 on Zartan, so I'm about a 7 on the cover. (laughs) I think it has a lot to do with the character. (laughs) I'm not a big
0: Zartan guy either. I I like
1: him. He's gimmicky and fun. But Mm -hmm. I'm not, yeah, if it was like Firefly, that's my jam right there.
0: All right. Well, with the cover out of the way, let's go back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in our mission brief.
1: On GI Joe Chronicles, we like to mix things up a bit, and I'm going to have DJ Cristados pull the randomizer to determine the synopsis point of view. Will I tell it from Joe's point of view or Cobra's point of view? Only Cristados knows for sure. Once he pulls the randomizer, pull it. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get, Cobra? Cobra. Here we go. Cobra, <laughs> Things just could not be better for Cobra. Unless, of course, your Cobra commander. He's still trapped in Destro's dungeons, along with the kidnapped Joe's Scarlet and Snake Eyes. Zartan and Zanya managed to escape the assault on our Florida facility, and all the Joes were caught in a burst of our nanotech. Detonated by Major Blood. We have revealed that the man currently masquerading as Destro is actually the son of Destro, birthed by the woman that Destro left in order to be with the Baroness. Drama! And can you blame him? Meanwhile, those pesky Joes send Kamakura and Spirit to recruit Cobra Commander's son, Billy, and they're on the hunt for their captured friends, the aforementioned Scarlet Snake Eyes. The Joes have also recruited two new tech-savvy members, Damon and Firewall, to attempt to help Mainframe find a way to defeat our nanotech. But time is running out for them. The only fly in our ointment is that Snake Eyes and Scarlet successfully escaped their cell, teamed up with Kamakura, Billion Spirit, but they're surrounded inside our Transcarpathian headquarters. That's just fun to say, by the way. So it's all just a matter of time. Everything's coming up, Cobra. <clears throat> and that's my rat. All right, now it's time for our highs and lows of the issue. Delvin, you're the guest. You get to go first. Give us a high or a low on one of the very few issues of G.I. Joe you've ever read, which is number three here in The Devil's Do Run.
2: Okay, I don't know what category it would fall into, so I'll go what the... The dynamic between Scarlet and Snake Eyes kind of went something like this. Well, I got this moment. Let me get this off my chest. You know what? I'm really hurt. You need to explain to me why you left me, Snake Eyes. Go ahead and explain yourself. That's enough. You're not <laughs> listening to what anything I say, like wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I know he's a mute, but he didn't tell <laughs> head by. It's hard when you're a mute to explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell whatever the heck happened that she was really hurt by it. And, and even though she picked a kind of weird time to say it in an open prison cell, like she did, you got a sense of her pain. And then once they escaped... They could not escape without each other because he had the false palette that was the C4, and she happened to have the incendiary wire in her hair. So, like, they were already working together, and as soon as they escaped, she ran to him and hugged them. So, complex dynamic going on there. And, it, and, mm-hmm. it was
1: in- and Delvin, just so you know, that is a seed that was planted in issue one of this series— they were like, okay, Snake Eyes and Scarlet have always been a thing, which I'm pretty sure you already know, uh, yes. unless you were exclusively on the cartoon because the cartoon had more Duke and Scarlet. Oh,
0: Duke. <laughs> but, Duke!
1: But,
2: but in I, this, I could finish for you, Jared. Snake Eyes left her at the altar for unknown reasons. I go. listened to episode one and two of oh, the show. Oh, Ooh. I
1: like I, that. On, I,
2: I, I'm a fan of the show too. I can listen even if I don't know anything and get an education.
1: I like um, that.
2: I like, I like this going.
1: Absolutely. All right. So I'm unsure I'm whether it's a high or low, but an interesting, interesting dynamic for Scarlet and Snake Eyes, which I guess takes it to you, Pat. High, low. Pat's going to give us like 37 things. We're going to have to rein him in.
0: Yeah. I am going to go with a high this round, and it is on the story. This was one of the more denser reads than the other two issues we've gone through. I started reading this through. I'm like, wow. This one's got a lot of words and a lot of stuff kind of going on. So it's, this is what number three in a four part Mm -hmm. that's happening. They
1: are packing it in, my friend. Yeah.
0: This is like, we got to get everything going on here now. Now, now that we've gotten the other two issues out of the way where we, you know, brought in both teams and both sides got a little, you got to see all the different team members come back and you know, the gang's all here. Let's go now. So I really liked how this story was kind of unfolding here. When you find out with Destro. And his son, what's going on there? You have the Joes kind of f- figuring out the nanobites, the nano, things like that. The nanonites or... Na-
2: nanomites. They never... Nanomites I, I, I thought the term was nanites, but for whatever Nanite. reason they kept saying nanomites. Nanomites! Nanomites. <laughs> That's <laughs> my JJ <laughs> I was doing my legs too. You couldn't <laughs> see it. <so>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you got the story with Scarlet and Snake Eyes going on as well, too. You introduce a few more Joe new recruits with the two computer specialists, Damon and Firewall. Got some computer names there going on there, too. Mm-hmm. So For the first nerds. Uh, Yep. Trying to hunt down Billy. And when they find Billy, they get him to help out. Really interesting story. And I just, as I was reading through, I'm like, wow, they are really packing in a lot. But it's still kind of read through really decent, I thought. Mm-hmm.
1: Back then, and I liked your clever thing where your high is like, it was a really dense story which allowed you to talk about four other mm-hmm. topics. You like that? And that was better than what you've done in the past. You're getting <laughs> good at this, sure. Cristados. <laughs> <laughs> Slippery weasel, that one. <laughs> We've got a weasel already. But
2: look, if you have a 1 and a 1A... And on B and on C, it's still one.
1: One. All right, fair enough. Well, you know what? For my first round, I'm going to keep things nice and succinct. You know who I'm proud of, and I don't know if I uh, if I'm going to give him the silver star or silver snake or not. We'll find out when we get there. But my high is going to be Major Blood. Yes, he got captured, but he also set off the Nano Knight. Nano Knight to get all the Joes. Like he actually succeeded in something, which is very rare. That's true. That's true. And I was like, wow, he actually like completed a successful mission, although still captured. But then that leads you to the question, was he captured on purpose so he could corral all these guys together and then set it off? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Major Blood is not known for his successes. And so I was just kind of proud of him. And that's yeah. going to be my high there in round one. Just the one high. Just the one. Well, you know, let... there was another story going on with Yeah. <laughs> <that. laughs> it back to you for your second and final round. So if you've got some you need to unload, now's the time.
2: Well, I'll ask the question about the nanomites. It was implied that Cobra didn't fully understand the weaponry that they had in these nanomites because it could get within the bloodstream of people and replicate kind of like the HIV virus. They mentioned that. But they also mentioned that it could have been powerful enough to disintegrate weapons as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so did I miss something in the first two issues of the book that explained how Cobra got this technology and why they don't fully understand what it is?
1: It's a good question. I just know that they had it. That was the big hook at at the beginning of issue one was Cobra Commander was like, I've got this nanonite technology. And Destro was like awesome, you're going to my dungeon, and now I have the (laughs) nanorite technology. I don't remember if they talked about specifically where they got it. Pat, you got anything on that? No, I I don't remember either. I don't know that they did then. Hmm. Maybe somebody out there can tell us, if you're listening to the podcast, hit us up at Longbox Crusade, and you'll see the post for G.I. Joe. And just let us know if we missed something there. If it's okay, I wanted to uh, riff just a little bit off of what Pat was saying about
2: the story incredibly complex story at first I I was feeling like I was the kid at the ballpark you know I I need my scorecard (laughs) it would have been been nice for me to have a scorecard to keep up but they did a good job of making sure you knew who all the characters were but there was military intrigue there was geopolitical intrigue Mm -hmm. there was action there was a love story there was a father-son story Just a lot of elements in a, was this a 22 page book?
1: I think it was. Mm -hmm.
2: Goodness. Yeah. Good job on Josh Blaylock. Good job on Josh to come up with a story that told so much. And it wasn't packed. It was packed, but not overcrowded it was just yeah. like you're flipping it's like good grief this, mm-hmm. is, this is interesting stuff so uh, they did a good job
1: yeah Josh definitely had a plan for a story that he wanted to do and if, I bet his original plan was six issues <laughs> and they were like yeah. we'll give you four and see how it goes <laughs> and he's like I can pack it in and he does mm-hmm. he does I mean you got pages I'm looking at one page right now it's got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve panels twelve panels in one page that I'm looking at right now <laughs> you gotta think between the artist and the letter where they were like, oh my God. How are <laughs> <laughs> they pulled it off. They yeah. pulled it off. Speaking of pulling things off, I'm going to grab the big classic ring on Pat's back. And I'm going to pull it back and go ahead and rattle off everything, Pat.
0: <gasps> <gasps> okay, let's <that's cool>. go. <laughs> You know, I'm going to talk about art. Let's go ahead and talk about the art of good. the story. Good. And it was. It was mm-hmm. definitely very good. Like you said, it told the story as well, too, of what was going on, not only with the words, but the art as well. I really, really like the art in this story.
1: My only one complaint about art, I guess will be my low in my final round, is there's a page where Baroness kind of confronts Armada. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to realize that Baroness had thrown her glass of wine and hit the guard in the head. I thought he was shot or something. I thought she shot him or cut him with a hit him with a sword. I was like, why did she kill that guy? <laughs> and then I realized after a couple of looks, I'm like, oh, she oh, was drinking did. a glass of wine and she threw it.
0: Yeah, and just hit his helmet and yeah. That's what I like too uh, with the art too is you get to see how cool these. I like the iron grenadiers. They are a cool outfit. Grenadiers. Grenadiers. Iron grenadiers. What did I call? Them? Iron grenadiers. Grenadiers. Yeah. Even though grenadiers are people who throw grenades, right?
1: Yeah, they, they've they evolved over the years.
0: Isn't that a cherry? That's a grenadine. Oh, okay. Iron grenadine cherry. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe they would come around and give you cherries.
1: <laughs> it sounds delicious. I know you have more to say, Pat. I just know you do, but I want to piggyback on the art thing. How cool was it when they bust out of that cell and Snake Eyes made sort of a makeshift costume with wraps he and like, tore he up his just, shirt. He just looked tough, man.
0: Yeah. Once he kind of looked like on. a
1: cross between Storm Shadow and like mm-hmm. Snake Eyes, I guess. I don't know. He, he just looked cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. I had to really look at that again. I'm like, well, okay. He has the shirt on and then right. on the next panel, he's shirtless and looking mm-hmm.
1: tough. Yeah, you've done that on, on a few of our live streams. You've cut up mm-hmm. your shirt and made a mask For out sure.
0: of it. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't post those.
1: <laughs> yes, those are all the private streams. Mm-hmm. What it does is it makes me wish that they had released a figure in this version. Oh, like ooh, that would be cool. The, the Snake Eyes Escapes version. Because seriously, there's like over, I think, 50 versions of the
0: Snake Eyes figure. Why not this one? Even in the Marvel, there's a few times when they have him in the kind of, you know, his face bandaged up. Mm -hmm. like that so i think they're trying to go for that sell
1: sold definitely that pretty much brings it to the end of our highs and lows rounds pat do you got anything left in the chamber my friend
0: just the story going on with destro Mm -hmm. and his son as now we find out what's going on there what's going to happen there like i said you didn't really see much with zartan of course he's running away Right another day boy and then making them look really kind of uh at least his daughter you know she looked kind of badass when she guns those guys down hey get out of our place
1: yeah those tough guys stop being so tough as soon as the dreadnought showed
0: up
2: <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell someone this is my turf though after
1: they're already dead yeah that's a good point it's cool <laughs> you know coogers. i don't remember where this story is going pat i'm not trying to like be funny when i say this or anything but i keep looking at original Destro, and he's pretty laid up and withering I, away i was thinking
0: i'm probably i was thinking the same thing too i'm like okay if he's gonna come back man he's got how is it gonna get all beefcake
1: well here's what i was
0: thinking they've got nanotech right there that could
1: actually repair him or was him it back. that made him sick Oh, I don't know, man. That's valid, Pat. This is the beauty of us returning to this, Pat, yeah. what, 17, 18 years later? hmm We honestly don't remember. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to finding out how Destro gets back in the saddle. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm going to hand it back over to DJ Cristados for the IG's report on the combat readiness of this issue.
0: And for those of you who don't speak military, like me... That means we're going to score this issue's story on the same 1 to 10 flag points scale we used earlier. So, Delvin, now that you've got a taste of the 1 to 10 flag points and you've heard the story and we've talked about it, what is your rating for this issue of G.I. Joe number 3?
2: I'm going to give this book an 8. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good read. Anytime that you have several good key elements involved where you gave a darn about the characters, Your kids' characters, but put in real-world situations. It was well done, and I appreciated that. Even me coming in on issue three of four, I could sense the threat and see what was going on and see how the story developed. And I thought it was really good. So
1: I give it an eight. Very good. Very good. Jared. I'm with Delvin. I like it at an eight. I think it's very strong. And I just have a little bit more nostalgia wrapped up in it than Delvin, so I'm going to bump that up to a 9. I'm feeling a 9 on this story. I think we're moving along really well. Mm -hmm. I'm just a little more deeper into the Joe universe in Delvin. I think his age is really fair. And I think, yeah, Homerism gets me a 9. What's your Homerism going to do for you, Pat?
0: You know, I'm going to agree with you as well, too, on a 9. This has been the, I want to say, the better of the other two issues, but on the story goes, you get a lot going on here. It's moving the story along on all different parts of it that's happening. You know, you have the Destro part and you have the Scarlet and Snake Eyes part. You have just the overall issue going on with between the Joes and the Dreadnoughts and Cobra. And you get a little bit about Cobra Commander as well, too. What's gonna happen there? Mm-hmm. You know, is he always gonna be crazy? Well, he's always crazy, but
1: <laughs> a lot of dangling threads.
0: Yeah. You got Billy's back and
1: it's fun. See, I didn't know Cobra Commander had a son. Billy. <laughs> and, and Billy was more of a good guy. He basically joined Snake Eyes and, and Storm Shadow in the Ninja Clan, took ninja training from them and kind of became uh, a hero. I, I saw the yeah. And, um yeah, the show the hand the Arasikagi. I say Arashikagi. I'm going to be seeing the good old Larry Hama at Toylanta in March, and I'm going to get the definitive on that. <laughs>
2: yeah, let's call the whole thing off,
0: I say. <laughs> I always you know, the snake eye symbol. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: even better. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. I'm still debating if I want to get that as my next tattoo. Uh, I say go for it. And now it's time to award this episode Silver Star Medal for Gallantry in Action or the Silver Snake. If you like those cobras This is where each of us will award the character In this issue who went above And beyond the call of duty Speaking about duty Let's (laughs) find out what major, Delvin? The Dark Web Williams. You got a you I'm got a about, silver star or a sneaky snake?
2: I'm going with the uh, sneaky snake here. Ooh. I'm always about a, a man of action here, and Destro has a plan
1: uh-huh. that right now seems to be working. And look at that ball of robe he's wearing with the red, yeah, accents. <laughs> <laughs> so so he's got the robe.
2: He got a legitimate failure of a person by you guys' definition to successfully detonate a dirty bomb. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's got the nanomites. I can't remember the the satellite he used, but the satellite's about to disseminate the nanomites to the world, causing chaos. That's where we are now. Plan seems to have worked. There's definitely a a big butt there with (laughs) Snake Eyes and Scarlet, but right
0: now,
1: the Silver Snake is going to Destro. It's
0: fair. That's good. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Jared?
1: I heavily considered Destro. I heavily considered Major Blood, but I'm going to land on my boy Snake Eyes. The C4 cleft palette thing, the bandage wrap around, made him look cool. He came out to fight, did a great job, linked up with Kamakura and Spirit and Billy. No slight on Scarlet. She's just as much... Deserving of a silver star, but she didn't wrap her head in a cool shirt. That's really the only difference. She she had torn <laughs> so, her shirt off. She it would have been, taken
0: her shirt off and would have been a real different it,
1: award, yeah. But and I
0: wrapped it around just, her face or wrapped it around sneak eyes. Yeah, whatever, as long as the shirt comes off. Comment <laughs> <laughs> that better not make it in. Her
1: f- <laughs> 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 I'm leaving it in. And your reputation is. <laughs> <ruined. laughs> But that, yeah, I am just going to give it, I thought that was a cool breakout scene. And it, it really is 50% Snake Eyes, 50% Scarlet, but Snake Eyes wins for having that cool look when they got out of there. Yeah. And that's it. What do you got, Pat? Who are you going to silver up this issue?
0: Oh, man. Well, Delvin makes a good point with Destro Jr. Mm-hmm. and make a good point with Scarlet and, well, with Scarlet and Snake Eyes. I'm going to go both Scarlet and Snake Eyes, because they got out of that prison together. So it was a team mm-hmm. effort. Online. It was, my thought but yeah you're right snake eyes did look really cool and got his moment here but uh-huh. i think both of them do work together you know That's she great. completes him she does and if they him. would just get together <laughs> you know why <laughs> okay do do? Uh, pat's upset she so, loves
2: him so much
1: i know <laughs> Well, while well, Pat's getting his emotions sorted out, I'll pass it to myself. I'm about to do my segment, which is Death Probe's Toy Chest.
0: It's here, the G.I. Joe Collection. Each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro.
1: In this segment, I'll take something or someone featured in this issue give you a brief toy history on it. And for this issue, I have selected Zartan. Zartan's file name is unknown. He doesn't really have a grade, but he is the leader of the Dreadnoughts. His birthplace is unknown, and his primary specialty is, of course, Master of Disguise. His secondary specialty is martial arts, as those of you who have followed the character for a while will know. He's good at the Kung Fus. A description of his action figure, he had the maroon hood with the yellow shrouded eyes, maroon pants, black boots and gloves, and color-changing skin. You put that bad boy out in the sun, the skin changes color. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. I still remember my aunt buying me that figure back in about 1984. Four eighty-five, probably 85. He turned like a green, wouldn't he? Yeah, it was cool. Like He'd go into like a gray and then to agree depending on how much sun and heat he soaked up. It was yeah. quite cool.
0: He was like the Joe Moodring.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zartan's accessories included a pistol, a chest shield, two knee pads, a backpack with an alternate face mask, and a color changing stickers to accentuate his color changing skin. Now, here's a brief history on the figure. Zartan's first version came out in Series 4 in 1984 and was discontinued in 1986. It came with the small vehicle that we talked about earlier, the Chameleon Swamp Skier. He's a very popular character. And as of this recording, there are 23 versions of the Zartan figure. Wow. Dang. Uh, at one point, though, they had to redo his file card because his original file card said he was schizophrenic, but he actually suffers from multiple personality disorder. And enough people wrote into the company telling them that those two things weren't interchangeable, that I think they eventually just went with multiple personality disorder. So the schizophrenic file cards got phased out. And that is Zartan, 23
0: versions of the figure. Wow. That's it. Back to you, Pat. Next up, our feedback segment called Combat Coms. Call it, Go get Breaker. He can do it. As always, we'll start off Combat Coms with a roster of our battle-hardened Crusader Club veterans. These are the fine folks that have joined our Crusader Club. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com buy something fancy pants early access to special long box episodes free raffle giveaways voting on show programming and so much more so these are the folks reaping the benefits of giving some much appreciated support to the show thank you for being gerald green i the collector I joe again. thomas and helica wolf Hearted
2: bill from the bat pod Blasted or Stash It
0: Braxton Underwood
2: Reggie Hancock
0: Ronald Wint Samantha Meaney
1: Sean Urbanski Steve Cronin Ryan Daly Bob Buster David Capuni David Collins Battle Wagon Gene Hendricks Ivor Evans Jeremy L John and Maggie
2: Hi Maggie Jose Pollo Maxwell Trevor, Miranda W Paul Heeks, Rick,
0: Jeff, and Rick Present.
2: Ross
1: Michaud, Tim Price,
0: and as always, the guy who's keeping those streets safe in Canada, Toronto Cop. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release, so if you are a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at logboxcrusade.com and we will get it all straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Hey, Pat. Yes, Major. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? Well, it's simple. Let me tell you. You just head on over to the Patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get all the access. Yes, that's all the access. <laughs> to the amazing world of the Crusader Club. Come check it out. Now, let's see what messages from our platoon of loyal listeners we have waiting for us on a Breakers ComStat.
1: Communications officer. Code. Called- All right, we got a comment from our good friend Green Lantern HG, and GLHG says, Okay, this might be long, but by now you should get used to it. He likes to leave us long comments, but uh, we'll edit it a bit. He says, Great Joes or Cobras don't know what your preference is. He says he's failing as a stalker since he doesn't know what our preferences are, but he'll, he'll catch up. He always does. He says he's altering the rank for this issue because he doesn't like this Zartan. And he doesn't look right to him. And he posted a picture of the drawn Zartan from issue two. And he didn't like the way he looked. But then, Christados, you came back and said that you thought that Zartan looked that way because of what was infecting him. Maybe he had some nanomite or some other kind of uh, the skin disease.
0: Yeah, Destro mentions that he can help save him. And that's why he'll be loyal to Destro.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think Zartan is like withering. Maybe it's that chameleon skin thing he's got that's catching up with him in his old age. I don't know, but point well taken, and, and GLHG agreed with you.
0: So that was our comment from GLHG. Next comment comes from Paul Hicks. Hey, Paul. And Paul says, oh, this episode was also about G.I. Joe. Yeah. And I I just listened back to it, Paul, and yes, yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> surprising.
1: <laughs> Verified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really all the comments that we got this week, but I did put a thing on Twitter to say, hey, if you were Crusaders Club members, you could send us questions that we would answer on the show. We got a couple of those. And the first one comes from our good friend Bob Buster. And Delvin, you haven't got to do one yet, so I'll let you take Bob's question for the group. Sure.
2: Question for Bob was What are your favorite vehicles, be it Cobra or Joe?
1: Ooh. I think we can all agree that the Skystriker is the greatest
2: vehicle. Absolutely. You remember that time where like you got me a Skystriker, mm-hmm. but then Jason came over because we are all there and I had to hide it. Yeah,
1: I know. I had to hide that Skystriker.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with uh, one of my favorite vehicles was the Night Raven. Night Just because Raven, uh, Raven. Uh, what I like to do with the Night Raven was I were, I would have aerial attacks against the Skystriker. So, when the Night Raven finally blew up the Sky Striker, I would just slam that Sky Striker on the ground and break it up. <laughs> break it up. Yep. Because nobody needed just, it. Yeah. Nobody needs one. So then I'd just go get another Sky Striker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> and just do the same thing over and over again.
1: <laughs> now, to be a little more genuine for Bob, I, growing up, I think one of my favorite vehicles, in all honesty, Bob, I had the battle platform, the G.I. Joe battle platform. It looked like the oil rig. And, man, I loved that thing. I had the whale that could come up and dock Ooh, next the whale to it. The was a cool vehicle. And then I had the Cobra Moray, the hydrofoil. Mm-hmm. I think it was called the Moray. I reserve the right to be wrong. That could have been the name it of the driver. It, yeah, I, I think anyway, a Moray is like an eel. So, I mean, yeah, it is a water I don't remember if that was the name of the vehicle or the driver, but you know right. what I'm talking about, the Cobra hydrofoil. So yep, that, that, that little that really the trilogy of the hydrofoil, the hovercraft, and the battle platform that made me very happy as a kid.
0: Pat, do you have a genuine answer for Bob? I'd like my Night Raven. I got that for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, That's man, a cool vehicle, that man. That and the the Rattler was cool.
1: Oh, the Rattler was cool. Yeah. I had the Rattler. I like that one too.
0: That was a cool. There, you know. There's so many. The really neat thing about. Toys, as you kind of mentioned, you seem to like the water vehicles.
1: Yeah, I just had a lot of them, including the devilfish
0: yeah. fish oh, that yeah. little orange yeah. boat. Yeah, I it. had that guy. Beachhead was always in that one. But you have the water vehicles, you have mm-hmm. the air vehicles, That's space true. vehicles, space, ground vehicles. You know, there's so many different. I was <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. yeah. on mute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we <weird>. were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Delvin, do you have a dog in this fight? Do you have any vehicle that you actually liked or appreciated more so than others? I sadly do not have a dog in this fight. I'm sorry,
2: guys. My dog was left at home in the crate. Well, he's crated. He's safe. Yes,
1: of course. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that will bring us to our next question from Crusaders Club member via Twitter. Is from our good friend Ross Michaud. And Ross wanted to know, how do you strengthen your Kung Fu grip? I think I know what he's going for on that. <laughs> Is and that for Delvin? The idea with the Kung Fu grip, correct? Yeah, he posted the picture of the old 12 inch Joe who had the kung fu grip. How do you strengthen that, that kung fu grip? Squeeze a tennis ball, man. Squeeze a tennis ball. We have a series of four questions from Gene. Okay. Rapid fire. Read his first one. Okay. Don't first up. One. one take.
0: If you had to pick a six person Joe team to infiltrate Cobra headquarters to rescue Snake Eyes, who would it be? Stalker. Yeah.
1: Scarlet. Yeah. You know, proven in this issue, Kamakura. Yeah. That's a good one, too. I'd go with Beachhead. I beachhead. I was just about to say guy, Beachhead.
0: Yeah. yeah, tough guy.
1: Again, from this issue, I wouldn't say no to Spirit. Knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And then finally, stay with me on this one, Wild Bill. He's on yeah. extraction. Yep, yep. Boom. There's six Joes. Next question. If Duke, Hawk, and Flint
2: were all captured by Cobra, not a shock in Duke's case, <laughs> who would take over planning of the rescue mission? Oh, okay. I get the question. Of all three of the leaders... Yeah, your main leaders. I would say it would depend on where they are.
0: Oh, I was going to say Stalker. I would agree with Stalker. He was my first choice. rescue all those guys are caught, so no one's leading the team. I would would think Stalker would be in command.
2: I'm not familiar with Stalker, so tell me
1: why you would pick Stalker.
0: Because he's cool.
1: I don't want to sway you for surface-level reasons, Delvin, but for the culture, Stalker. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) He was on the original team. He was the only African-American member of the original team. How do I remember Stalker then? He's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, What's made him a, really cool too is we a most, ranger. Yeah, he's a right? ranger. Most of the original team came in a plain green uniform and he got the camo pattern. So he was like very unique. It's very mm-hmm. cool. Always like Stalker. Stalker's Jason's favorite joke. My, yeah, definitely in my top three, (laughs) easily. But yeah, I'd say Stalker would do it. I mean, if you want to expand the roster to sort of the post movie roster, then of course there's Lieutenant Falcon. So you do have an officer. Falcon, yeah. If he was a smart lieutenant, he'd coordinate with Stalker. Because Stalker Mm -hmm. has all the experience. He he'd let Stalker do the lion's share of the work and just kind of weigh in with questions and execute. That's how the real military works, people. If they're
2: smart, that's how they
1: work. Yep. Yeah. I guess I have the next one. Gene gave us four. So here we go. What was your favorite toy to play with as a kid? And not just because you were rubbing it in your brother's face earlier. I, I pretty much waited on that. If I had to pick one, it'd probably be my battle platform. Although I did love my Sky Striker. Pat, you were all over the Raven, I
0: assume. That, and we mentioned, I also like the Fang.
1: Oh, the Fang. Heck yeah.
0: The Fang was cool.
1: I mean, affordable toy, fun mm-hmm, to play yep. with. Can't go wrong.
0: Which brings us to number four. Pat, bring it home. Number four was, was there ever a point in the cartoon, comic, or toy line that you ever said, okay, that's just taking it too far outside the military base?
1: (laughs) Pretty much the entire cartoon. (laughs) 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 But to be fair, when you watch it as a kid, you're wrapped up in it and it's great. After you've grown up and served in the military, the comic still, as outlandish as it is, stands up pretty well the cartoon just does not
2: <laughs> looking at what they have gi joe as in this book they came across as more paramilitary mm-hmm. than military because if they were military adjacent you can have all the different uniforms and stuff like that but if they're military they would mostly have the same uniforms on mm-hmm. doing stuff Kind of make them uh, harder or to differentiate.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I think GI Joe's always meant to be that paramilitary, doesn't really fall under regular rules. Mm. even has some shady and sneaky congressional oversight stuff. Basically a big yeah. black op squad. Yeah, absolutely. But it's always been fun. And I, Pat, you didn't get the way in. On that question. I think when they started doing the eco stuff. You know, that's a great point, Pat. Once the you know, eco warriors came along, I think we touched on that in episode one that that was a response to the Ninja yeah. Turtles had actually overtaken Joe in popularity. And so they were kind of grasping at straws. So, how can we be more like the turtles? Yeah, you know, like, slime and eco warriors and bright colors. And yeah. yeah, good point. I like
0: when they did the Tiger Force. Uh,
1: the Tiger cool. Force and yeah. the Night Force were both very yeah. cool.
0: You know, and they were just repurposing stuff again, but mm-hmm. with, you know, new paints and all that. Yeah, I thought that was really cool.
1: I'm with you. That was very smart. Yeah. Repaints of old figures with the cool tiger stripes. What did you think of? Was it was a battle tech, battle 2000? core, or the, oh, the battle 2000. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was all right.
1: That's, yeah, know, it was that's kind a of falling apart s- then.
0: I don't know if that's the spacey side of it or what, but I would say yeah, when they went to the eco stuff, and like, okay, I think that was the official kind of cutoff point. Yeah, definitely from
1: the toy line point of view. Great point. Great point, mm-hmm. And with that, that's going to bring us to the mission-complete status for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movies, serials, and more, you can check out the entire Longbox Crusade network. DJ Cristados, where can they find that?
0: Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find it on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers, or at www.longboxcrusade.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at long box crusade
1: and if you'd like to chat with us online we can be found at pet
0: you can find me on the twitter at christatos one jared
1: i am at yard sale artist there's twitter facebook instagram it's all at yard sale artist delvin you can find me on twitter as well D E E underscore r a y one nine seven seven and if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles. Join us on our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at three thirty p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel there and click the bell so you get reminder notifications for when we go live. We love having you guys in the chat in the live stream. It's what keeps us going. So come and chat with us, please. We do love it. We'll do it whether you're there or not. <laughs> <laughs> to entertain ourselves, <laughs> but we'd rather have you be there. It is nice having company. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And thanks for joining us for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles The Devil's Due Years. We'll see you on the battlefield next episode when we cover issue number four. Until then, platoon, fall out. Yo, Joe! The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at That's Joseflin99. That's J O S E F L I N99. You will not regret it.
0: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to disappoint you that time. Yeah. All right. Good job, Pat. Maybe Two in like enter. One
2: man leave. <laughs> 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 what
1: the hell were we talking about?
2: <laughs> Before I get my rating, I'm gonna just say a random observation I had, and surely someone else has thought this, but I'm just gonna say it out loud to see. Does anyone else realize that destro is just one letter away
1: from destroy? I do now.
0: Ooh, I did not know that. Mine broke.
1: He's also I, I, one letter away from distrob, but that's mm, not a word. Oh.
0: <laughs> and he's several letters away from these nuts.
1: <laughs> so uh, that was fun. <laughs> also okay. Now, back to
2: the ratings.
0: Because snake is spelled sneak backwards, <laughs> sideways. always say that. You
1: always say that.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I always edit it, though, so the people don't normally know this. <laughs> I always edit it so you say it right.
0: Snake K- is spelled K- chains.
2: Chains. <laughs> it's five letters. I'm trying to like, get, like, put them backwards and come up with sound. And an
1: old, in an old cartoon, I think it was Flint who said, uh, yep. "Snake is just sneak, sneak spelled, spelled sideways." sideways. It was like, Flint, <laughs> what, what the hell are you talking about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> isn't, there like, isn't there some like IQ test you need to be on? <laughs> To even get into the military?
2: Well, it depends. It depends on what you want to do. I mean, low scores on the ASVAB wind up in the Army. oh oh
1: Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired.
0: You know, maybe we need a shipping alert on this show. Uh, actually, I'm going to let you. Don't worry. I'm gonna... <laughs> we'll call it Shippers. Shipwreck Shippers. <laughs> Who's your shipwrecked shipper for this episode? I don't know what a shipper is. You don't know what, what a shipper. is you having
2: that water, Pat? <laughs> you done. told me to be peppy. Oh, I I regret that. You can buy those. Squeeze a tennis ball between
0: your legs. Squeeze a tennis ball. What? What? <laughs> That's that was a a song from. Um, no. Led Zeppelin. Mm. Nah. <laughs> Squeeze that's, the tennis ball till the tree swims so. down your leg. What like, well, I thought you don't find
2: a clip for that one? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. All
0: right, never mind. You know that's enough the of
2: these. That, that's how they're making up songs. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a
1: that's We're Led stick, we're, song. we're sticking with tennis ball and we're gonna we're gonna move on.